man really did start his own podcast, did he? Hi there, my name is Doxon, and welcome to Ch Glitch Chat Games. This is where I'm just going to talk about video games in general for my love and passion of gaming, me as a gamer, um, news and fandoms and such, you know? So I want to just kick off with this by talking about the near church that happened last week. So if you didn't know, on Reddit, um, I don't go on Reddit, but I follow this mostly on Twitter. Reddit, um, there was a user called Sad Futago, the Futago part translating to twin, so being sad twin, posted an unusual post on the r slash near forum or whatever it's called reddit page and it let everyone went wild because technically what they found was a church and everyone wanted to know what this is where what how to access this church the secret door what is that blob thingy and everything about it was so mysterious and so hard to know because sad photago posted at a certain time on a few days he would post it on technically 7 p.m in japan time um 6 a.m on easter time and 3 a.m on pacific time um that's pretty much all i know from what i could understand about it but being in that moment where this random shadow drop of near possible new near content blew everyone up it just went wild the fandom went wild i went wild too with this because it was just hyping me up everyone everybody want to know what this is was it an arg a mod like even modders were debating with themselves whether or not this is real if this is actual an actual thing in the game because the requirements to unlock it was not talked about how to access it was just in the copy city, which obviously anyone could enter 9s, a2, um, 2b, but not this specific secret door. And it just went wild. And eventually, it turns out it was a mod, but the hype of this thing of knowing and wanting to know what is going on with this church, like just gave us like a wild wild time of being a near fan because man the memes the art near was literally on the spotlight again after years of after automata came out well you could say near replicant as made a splash too but i love near replicant and i love the near series and dragon guard series but I kind of have to say this, a bit controversial, is that the new Replicant is sort of like, even though it's a remake and have improved games, and we got something that we did not get in the West, which is playing as Brother Nier instead of Papa Nier, um, I just, it didn't do anything for me because it's like, I know it's sort of, the tone of it kind of changes because you're playing as the brother instead of the father figure, and it's just... Um, I don't know. It just felt different. Well, not different. I mean, like, I mean, it's just like it didn't 
hit me as hard or like it's because I like I know the story and I played it multiple times just to get the endings and all and there's only a new ending I guess I just wanted new content from near replicant but there was hardly any just with a new ending improvement in, in the game which kind of was really needed but overall I think what near automata did was what near replicant couldn't do which hyped us all of us out because of a yeah because of this church thing it just like out of nowhere because we all thought we found the last secret the last secret being skipping to the very end after beating the first boss like skipping every single ending just to get to the very last ending and yeah with that it's just like what was this and i thought it was an arg for hyping it up for the switch port of the game which is coming out on like you know this this october and the sad Futago reddit page was like the account was made well right now it's august but you know <laughs> on june so technically it, it felt it felt like everything was lining up real good the that this could have been Yoko Taro and how Yoko Taro was being so quiet about it and just so secretive and everyone just not giving a clear answer just it was really fun just watching his reaction and everything because it, it just like hyped us even more it gave me like um yeah I literally thought it was an ARG because it was just like I love the memes of how everyone was reacting towards Yoko Taro's reaction and just I even I was like wanting to know what is Yoko Taro thinking because it was just like this man could literally tell me my name my birthday my mom's name my social security when I was born and I'll be like sir I need to double check fact check you to see if you're telling me the truth or you're not just lying to me and it's just like yeah it's just like that it's just that crazy it was just I don't believe Yoko Taro. I just like, and in a good way, in a good way, because I love Yoko Taro so much. So, this was definitely was worth, like, really hyping up, hyping up, and just even though at the end it turns out to be a mod, I was not disappointed because it was just like, hey, we haven't gotten something that got us really hyped up for years now in the near and Dragon Guard series. And everybody like speculating, theorizing, making fan art memes, everything around this, like this church, was literally the best thing and really got us all together again because everyone was sharing info, theories, thinking it was um, near 3, Dragon Guard 4, or a remake of Dragon Guard 3 because it was just getting so deep into the lore and everyone just like ooh yes yes and i i gotta admit i was really was hyping it up for either of those games too as well but it was amazing just being a fan and witnessing through this whole weird journey and i don't care what happened at the destination i really liked the journey and the journey was definitely worth doing and going through and i will do it over and over again because that was really fun that was top notch the greatest part of the fandom and what we have done over the years
But um, yeah, <laughs> even though fans' reactions have been like very kind of negative-ish, I would say like there were some like very few I saw that was pretty negative about like how disappointed they were or they were really were rooting for like a new game, new content or something, but they didn't get that and they were saying this was a waste of time and so much things and I I kind of like understand them i understand that where they're coming from because it's like hey we thought you were yoko taro and i don't blame the people who are working on the mods and such about for this game i i'm like for the modding level editor i don't blame them i actually kind of liked it that they pretended to be yoko T well actually i never thought they were pretending pretending to be yoko taro at the end it's just like i thought it was just like someone in the marketing team or someone like just having fun making little drops in ARG style like see um making us all hype and all and to be honest I don't really care about like how it turned out at the end and I'm like kind of interested about the modding scene now because it's just like whoa they're that's pretty cool what they did because it looks too advanced for a modding community, like someone to mod this. And I'm like, whoa, whoever worked on these mods, like the team that worked on it, they're pretty amazing. They did an awesome job. I give them credit. I applaud them. Congrats on doing something this wild. I, I can never expect anything more than what the near community does for themselves and that's pretty great in the dragon guard series as well and it's funny because like um i was replaying dragon guard one um i have a physical copy that i bought from anime expo for 85 bucks i uh like this year this anime expo 2022 and it's just like it's funny how like the moment the church thing dropped and started hyping up the games i was like Wow, I got really lucky playing Dragon Guard 1 again after, like, uh, like I had an itch for it. And I was just like, I have a physical copy now. I really want to play it. So, I'm right, currently right now just playing Dragon Guard 1 again on the PS2. And just, like, I was really hyped. I was listening to the OST for both Dragon Guard and the Nier series. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. And I'm starting to read again the... The novels and manga for the series as well i've been like really happy i've been indulged in the dragon garden near series right now as my smartwatch is like the near automata theme cell look right now at the moment with the face like you know the face where the watch is at and all. oh i love it it just made me so hype i am i'm just oh so hungry for more near <laughs> but um yeah, so on to another news. Digimon Survive. Well, Digimon Survive, of course, if you don't know the gameplay style and all, everything, it's a visual novel first and a tactical strategy second. And I was really hyped for this game, to be honest. Um, I remember the first time I discovered Digimon Survive was like, I think, before or... Like a little bit when the pandemic started, in when they when Bandai Namco said, "Hey, um, 
yeah, Digimon Survives is going to be delayed. And I was like, what? What is this game? Like, the first delay part. I was like, oh. I looked into it, and I was like, whoa. I was pretty interested. Like, um, I love the tactical strategy RPG games. Like, I love Fire Emblem. Devil Survivor is great. Um, the, the original creator of Fire Emblem, his series right now, the... Vagilant Saga or something like that. It, it recently got a sequel. And so much more. Like, I am really into the tactical strategy RPGs um, genre. And I, I've been following the news for this from the start. Like, the first delayed and everything. And I've been, like, really hyped for it. And I was always sad to see, like, there was delays and delays for this game multiple times. And... Like I said, I was following the news a lot. And it's just... Finally getting to play the game and seeing it. And I played it at Amity Expo 2. By the way, it was really hard to get in line for that. Um, I played it twice and won some great prizes from it. But other than that, I, I will solidify that Digimon Survive was going to be a really great game for me. Because I was really worried because delays and delays and apparently eventually somewhere in the road before, during, or I don't know when exactly, um, they changed the entire dev team. Now, I figured, I found this out like probably in January or February about like how Digimon Survive changed dev teams. And it, it was pretty interesting. It was just like Digimon Survive is really out here trying to survive from development hell from delays um so much like there is so many things going against it and it was hardly any news like you hardly get any info about digimon survive until like there was like a trailer a japanese trailer eventually we got an english subtitle trailer that was basically the same thing as the japanese one but just with english subtitles apparently and yeah, overall, it it looks it looked promising to me because it was just like oh, I just love visual novels and tactical strategy RPG games, and hype it up a lot. I was like always begging to like get a release date, like ooh, when is this coming out? But um, yeah, what I find the strangest was how Bandai Namco kind of announced it this year, twenty twenty two, pretty um late in like I don't know what were they thinking but like they gave it they gave Digimon Survive a few months advertisement they thought they were like um the Nintendo like they were like Nintendo where they could shadow drop a game and like everyone will be hyped up everyone will be like oh yes 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 like a huge audience and that's one of Bandai's Namco first mistake definitely the first mistake because i'll get to that soon put up in on that that um yeah this game was just announced pretty like too soon the release date um everything about this game advertisement and trying to get the word out about this game was too soon too little too late i felt like they should have definitely delayed this game or release it on a later yeah like basically yeah just del delay the game or giving themselves an, a few more extra months to hype this game up because what they did 
was a really big miscommunication between fans and people trying to wanting to know what this game is and it's just um yeah even though the creators of digimon said in digicon and well the people that were working behind digimon survive i should have said that and said not the creator of digimon um on digicon anime expo and some of the advertisement well most of the advertisement have been pushing the f- narrative forward that it's a visual novel first it's a visual novel game and there's going to be some tactical rpg elements to it but it's not a fully completed like a tactical rpg like straight boom 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 always battles every corner um and i think that was the really big issue and the the what digimon survive is facing because rain well currently right now the reviews in metacritic has improved now kind of ish but at the beginning of the start it's when everything just was pretty down it was like in the red it was really low scored there i'm even surprised that um there is no real um gaming review websites or any reviewers reviewing this game early before it was released it it was baffling and this is like even more a, a fun on words to say is um digimon survive was really battling to survive out here like non-development hell trying to sell itself trying like yeah everything about this game was trying so hard to survive it on its own and it's just so funny because it's just like wow digimon survive is really trying to survive in every single way in every possible level and it's just like uh and i kind of don't blame fans that are very disappointed and very vocal against visual novel me who loves visual novel plays a lot of visual novel from 999 well, obviously Zero Escape, um, Ace Attorney, AI Suminion. I can never say that name. Suminion, um, Files. I pl- like. I would name a lot. Higurashi. I will name a lot of visual novels I have played, and yeah, it just you could tell I'm gonna love this game, and I am loving this game. But man, this. It, it really was a miscommunication between the fans and Bandai Namco and Bandai Namco towards the audience out there who might be interested in Digimon Survive. Because even though like they advertise a visual novel, a lot of fans say the visual novel elements and saying it was a visual novel were not there. And even though I see it as they were pushing the visual novel like in the forefront showing everyone like hey this is a visual novel game i understand those who did not like understood or see it or um kind of comprehend what was going on because like i said it's it's not up to well kind of is up to us to do the research but it's also the gaming company that's pushing the game forward to advertise it to the mass audience and everyone to understand what your product is 
and I understood what the product is, but I think there was like um some trailers and I and I noticed like some of the trailers came very late into the game and I think that was also the big factor of why this miscommunication has happened. The the trailers coming so late in the game and some of the recent trailers were focusing mostly on co combat like the talking feature and so much more and it's just like oh man they really did not um give themselves enough time pacing spacing to even like advertise this game correctly and get the message across to the audience about what this game is and I think that played its downfall on why it got review bomb why so many people are so vocally hating it and I understand people don't like visual novels they don't think it's a game they don't think it's fun I, I respect people's taste in video games and choices as I said it's just like it, it's 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 not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. And I understand that. Me who loves it. Uh, I'm just. I can't really. Like I, I will defend visual novels being a game. Because it's like it's fun. You have choices. Sometimes you don't have choices. You're there for the journey. And sometimes the ending. And just the destination is also fun. But still. You're just like engrossed in this story. That you just love it. Like sometimes you play the games for the stories. Sometimes you play it for the gameplay. Sometimes you just play it for nonsense fun and such. Like <laughs> that's literally a mood for me. Because I also like the Musu games. So I like having mindless fun. Like Dynasty Warriors on the PS2 and such. Um, Just mindless fun of slashing people. Like after playing like a very serious heavy gameplay game. Like I want a game that just... Let me have dumb fun, you know? Like, press button to slash, you know? But, overall, um, I don't blame the fans. I think Bondam Nanko should have done a better, a little bit better job. So I think fans also should have also did a little bit more research, get more into it, but at the same time, I don't blame them because it's just like... There was hardly anyone talking about it, and that that's another factor. The advertisement was very last minute very few it just i don't know what was bandai namco thinking like releasing the game so early and giving themselves so little time and this is what makes me feel like are they trying to be, pretend to be like nintendo because nintendo kind of does this a bit too as well where they like shadow drop a game and it's release date and such but like as long it, it like it, it builds hype. Like, they have hype it up. They like, and I think that's what Bandai Namco needs to understand is that they're not Nintendo. They're not like I don't know what they were thinking about the advertisement and all that, but it definitely felt like it was a shadow drop, and it was just Bandai Namco. Like even though they were not trying to be Nintendo, I felt like they should have definitely, definitely give themselves more time for advertisement more time this is another thing too is like i love the demo on anime expo 
why was this not available for anyone else outside of the convention? Because I think this would have hyped the game even more. And what's even more I want to talk about was the... Um, when I was in line, I was hearing one of the workers in the booth um, talking to one of their co-workers saying like, oh, don't let people take photo or video like we like they like barely started making a sign. This was day two of Anime Expo. I guess there was like so many people trying to take video and trying to show them that uh, about the games and such like that. But I guess someone had to put their foot down on day two and say, no, don't do this and that because they had it. They had a sign saying no photos, no recording allowed of the demo. And I kind of understand why. Because demos, um, yeah, just like they're not always going to be in the best shape. There might be a glitch. There might be some problems with the demo that might happen during gameplay. Or something that not, might not be there. Will not be in the final build, I mean. Um, there could be multiple reasons why... You shouldn't film or take a picture of the demo. But I think that also backfires back at you as well. Even though you're trying to minimize like like the dangers of it might hurt the game cells or anything like that. I thought I think it also damages the hype and the buildup of having a fan base getting hype if you're just like not letting people record or take pictures of them playing it because it's just like I said it's just it also helps both hype and I understand like why in a legal sense you shouldn't do it for the demo sometimes but it's like hey this was in July this event and the game comes out at the very end of July if your demo is not nearly good or like I mean not it was really good the demo like it was flawless but um um, I think it's like, hey, I, if your demo is buggy or not in the best shape to release in the public, I'm not sure if you should really, like, right before the release date, have this demo live in a very popular anime convention in the West Coast. Just, yeah, like, it, it could hurt you even more. And it's just, it was a really big gamble. I just, I don't think um, Bandai Namco fully understood themselves and understood how to market this game because a lot of fans, before the game was even released, like, notice how Bandai Namco kind of also had a lack of advertisement for this. Like, there was a, they advertised it but not fully advertised it and there was somewhat of a non-presence of this game was going to be releasing at the end of July and it was just wild like seeing fans trying to hype this game saying hey yeah it's coming out in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 release date but also we gotta help like Digimon survive because it's like hey this game we were all hyping we were all waiting for it we need to help like hype and make it sell because Bandai Namco will see like this failure and just like shaft it or something like that without giving it sequel or anything like that and it's kind of sad because yeah on the day of release was a whole roller coaster um let me go back in a few months when 
they finally opened the pre-orders for Digimon Survive and also announced a month one DLC bonus. And, oh man. Man, man, man. That was really a big roller coaster for me. So I pre-ordered it from Amazon. Nowhere else. And guess what Amazon told me on the day of the release say? They didn't have any copies. And I ordered the Switch, by the way. The Switch version. They did not have any copies. Um, they never received them. So they will not give me a specific date when it was coming. They're unsure if the bonus DLC will be inside the... In the game case, if they decide to give me a later date um, Switch copy. And... Yeah, it was just so many misinformation. It was just like, what was going on here? And I was seeing people saying, hey, how do you get the DLC? Because it's not in the game cartridge. I mean, not in the game case. And I'm like, wait, it's not in the game case? Wait, that's really weird. And more on that a little bit later too. Because, yeah, let's talk about the Switch version of Digimon Survive. It was very hard to get. It was sold out. It was nowhere to be found. Um, even the PS4 like copies of the game was also hard to find by. Like there's some stores like s certain Best Buys, certain Targets, and GameStops. They would have it. They would have it, but very few, and some others don't. But um, everywhere everyone has the xbox version which is like oh kind of funny because xbox i, I kind of don't see that selling out anywhere but um yeah it was just difficult to get it online sold out everyone's making rumors saying oh they were only releasing a first run game and not re-releasing it or making more copies whatever is out there is out there and i was desperately trying to find uh, a switch copy on the day of the release because mine was not coming and I'm not sure about the DLC as well. So I was like desperately finding, trying to find a copy anywhere in my area. Um, I got on the day after the release date on a GameStop. Very far from home, but I was like so happy to get it. And yeah, the rumors were right about like um, the DLC was separate. I mean, was not in the game case. It was actually on the receipt. Yeah, it was on the receipt. I'm like, whoa there. On the receipt? Wait, why? How? This is really weird. <laughs> this is not like the early... I mean, the early two, 2010s or like the late 2000s where it was on the receipt. was like... Usually everyone started doing like DLC bonuses or whatever on like a little plastic little card and put it inside the game case so it's now on a receipt interesting and even what was more curious some of the GameStop employees tell me like oh hey yeah um so we got an email like of the week before the release date saying that the switch version of the nintendo yeah like nintendo shipment for it or whatever i don't know who shipments or whatever but the Employee told me, like, yeah, the shipment was being delayed. Um, they were unsure if the pre-order copies will even make it on time. Because a friend who also pre-ordered the game on the Switch 
his GameStop has zero copies of Digimon Survive for anyone, even those who pre-order it. They did not get any, and it was baffling. I was like, whoa there, what is going on? But yeah, so I think that what the employee allegedly said, I'm not saying this is 100% true or anything, but this is what I got from the GameStop employee. This is what they said to me when I was asking about like what copies they had and all and they just yeah they were trying to explain about the switch version to me because they were just I was and I was I bought the ps4 version at the end but then like I said I found someone else who had the switch version and I just exchanged it for that but yeah they were telling me that yeah, on the very last minute, like the day before, the Switch version of the game came for only for enough for the pre-orders. Only for the pre-orders. While everyone out like everything else was gonna come in a later time. When they actually get the shipment sorted out and not delayed anymore, but yeah, and the funny thing too is that um I thought I canceled the Amazon order one, but on that same day, when I got the Switch version on my hands, I got an email saying, Hey, your Switch version of Digimon Survive is coming on the next day, Sunday. And I'm like, wait, what? So so this kind of solidifies, for me, in my opinion, I think it kind of is sort of true. I think, I think I'm leaning more toward the GameStop one where they say, Hey, the shipment was delayed. Um, I'm going to believe that more. Instead of the first run, they were printing low copies. Because, to be honest, it, it sort of felt weird. Because some places had the PS4 copies more than the Switch ones. Or, like, no Switch copies at all. But, yeah, you know. And it just... It kind of felt weird because it's like, huh, so... Why is there's more PS4 copies out there? Like, even though it's like low one stock, like one or two, I there was like when I was looking around, there was one that probably had um 15 copies of the PS4 one. I was just like, okay, so I could kind of see where this is going, like how the PS4 copies are there. I I'm guessing, yeah, the rumors about the Switch shipment being delayed was kind of more... I'm leaning towards more of that at the end. But who knows? Who knows exactly? Bondi Namco only knows. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. We'll, we'll have someone <laughs> talk about it one day or something like that. But for now, I'm happy I got my copy. And I love the game. I'm having so much fun. I love the mystery of the game. I, I, I'm really enjoying the combat too. It's just like kind of interesting and kind of... I, I was like, how are they going to make Digimon into um, a tactical RPG? I understand Pokemon Conquest happened and that was great. I loved it. I love Pokemon Conquest. But yeah, I'm just like, huh. How will they do it and try to not be like Pokemon Conquest, Digimon Survive. Because, yeah, it's just like, how would they do it? How How is it going to work with their, like, evolving your Digimon 
how how is it going to take place and it's so interesting how it's going marvel this is the weirdest part for me like me i only played a very few digimon games like a few in the ps1 like i think i don't know like one or two games in the ps1 and then um i played cyber sleuth both on the ps4 and the switch version because i didn't have i didn't play cyber sleuth one but yeah that's another tell but um yeah it was just like it, like you know like digimon games are taking in a digital world something like that but for survive kind of feels really weird different because it's it's sort of like doesn't really feel like you're taking to a digital world and it feels really like if you're if it's taking place in the real world and how it has a more of a horror vibe in the first part with like after the prologue by the way after the prologue we're in the school it, it gives you a lot of horror elements and just really like drives in the creepy and gloominess and all and i really love it but at the same time it's just like this is really weird it, this doesn't really feel like digimon but like i said um i'm playing little by little because i'm kind of have a busy schedule but i'm i'm barely in part two like 30 minutes in or something like that but um loving the game so far i think it was very fun the combat i love trying to recruit um digimons it kind of gives me that shin megami tensei feel which i really love the series and i know majin tensei had like the demon negotiation but devil survivor did not have that so it's like oh these two tactical games have like different um ways of obtaining monsters and Digimon kind of has that SMT style. And then I heard, like, apparently the Digimon Survive has, um, has a, like, multiple endings, depending on your choices. And I'm like, wow, this is really like Devil Survivor and Shin Megami Tensei, my favorite series. Oh my gosh, I love this. It's fun. The negotiation, talking to the Digimons, it's pretty interesting and kind of kind of tough actually as a veteran of the Shin Megami Tensei series it's just like huh like I would have expected like this one Digimon to be very nice like give her a love give her attention positivity good vibes no this woman is thriving on like harshness and just like like girl bossing and I'm like whoa there who are you yeah, I don't remember you acting like that in the anime. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm really having fun. This is a great game. Very fun. Highly recommend it. Um, if you like visual novels, for sure, though. <laughs> because, yeah, I think that would be the main drawback. If you don't like to read a lot and you want to get to the gameplay right away. Because the prologue is pretty long. To me, it wasn't that long, but to others, I've been seeing people saying it's very long. But, I don't know, like like I said, I played games that took really long to get to the main meat of the game. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it so far. Loving the Digimon Survive, and I finally beat Stray on the PS5. I got on the first day it came out. 
I knew it was a five-hour game, and to be honest, it's so worth it. I love it. It was fun. I kind of, kind of got sad at the end. Won't won't spoil it, but you're gonna feel some emotions, and I'm happy I bought the vinyl for it because I love the music. The music is so great, and I bought the physical copy of the game too, and so hyped for getting it in my house right now and having it in my hands because damn i love stray stray is really great highly recommended five hours game be a cat be an asshole cat it took me like um i have like probably like 12 or 14 hours 15 hours in because like i was doing some of the achievement like oh sleep for one hour or um I just like exploring every nook and cranny, like leave no stone unturned. I would like even like climbing up mount um the buildings and everything. It gets tricky, kind of like it's not that clean, but I had so much fun doing it and just like it wasted so much time, eat up so much time as well. That's how I got to the 15 hour mark, almost to the 15 hour mark, I think. So yeah, definitely give straight a... Uh, a good time to play and yeah enjoy it i hope you enjoy this podcast um i'm thinking i'm gonna wrap this up this is will be the end um if you want to follow me on social media like twitter um it'll be docs and games it's d-a-o-x-i-n-g-a-m-e-s and as i said thank you for listening to chit glitch chat games i hope to see you next time and like I said, this podcast is mostly just me talking about my love for video games, passion, news about gaming, fandoms in gaming, like as you see, and probably have friends talking about gaming, my history of playing video games, what I'm playing, or anything, like even reviews. I probably might review a game here and there, but like how I kind of give you a half-assed um, stray review right now, but overall... Hope you enjoy. Have a nice day. Take care, everyone. Bye.